everyone, and welcome to Downtime with John and Emily, the how-to podcast by siblings who don't know anything. I am your co-host, John Downey. And I'm Emily Downey. Episode 199, huh? 199! We're so close! I, I'm thinking about it right now, and I don't think episode 200 is coming out for a while. What? I just, I don't want to like... I don't want to just throw together an episode 200. I feel like Uh we didn't really do a big thing for 100, and I kind of regret that, and I would like to do... I thought we did. I don't think so. Or did we record it and go, wait, was that a 100th episode? It may very well have been something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember there was an Instagram post about it, that it was our 100th episode or something. Yeah. You know, maybe we should just not make a big deal about it. I don't know. I'm I'm stuck with it because like on on one hand I want to do something big and like I don't know ceremonious and like involve other people but at the same time I don't want to have to wrangle people. Yeah, wrangling <laughs> is rough. I'd rather just keep going. I don't know. Yeah, I mean so long as you do not stop. Yeah, maybe we don't. Maybe we soft release it, you know, like 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 quiet I don't know if Taylor Swift just dropped her album and everyone knew it was happening except for me or whether that was a secret it wasn't a secret right like she we, was we like we can pretend it was this. a secret it was a secret and that's why it was so successful Taylor Swift having just uh broken a record hit all top 10 on I, the top 10 America's like top 10 most played music like uh, I know songs f- I know for a fact that it was the first time the top 10 did not have a man on it but was it all taylor swift i thought it was mostly taylor swift no it was all taylor swift taylor swift got one through ten most played songs that's fucked up that's pretty wild i think the last person who got close got nine out of ten and that was drake what I don't I don't what? subscribe to news services, so I think it might have been Drake. Has I don't Drake ever been like has he ever had an album that was that widely I don't know like, upheld as, as Maybe being... he was on all of the tracks? Maybe it's sure. Possible. I don't know. I was thinking if you were if you were trying to make a comparison to just like to just dropping without any sort of notice, I think Beyonce would be a better uh, a better analogy. Yeah, well, yeah, but I thought it was like Taylor Swift's more current. Sure, sure. Yes, very. Yeah, we like to keep it topical here. We like to keep it. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that. Beyon- I'm not saying that Beyonce isn't current. All right. I would never. No one say here. That. Hey, look. No, no one, one is here saying is insulting that Beyonce. Beyonce isn't relevant. No one would ever say that. No one. But I'm pretty sure Beyonce hasn't spent a cent on advertise like pre-release advertising in probably 15 years yeah i think it's all been just dropping albums out of nowhere okay first artist to blanket the entire top 10 of the billboard hot 100 in a single week uh drake it was it It was was Drake. drake certified lover boy um generated nine after its debut Wow. Um, so I, I don't know a lot shit? of Drake songs, but <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I don't really. At what point did people give a fuck about what Drake was doing? <laughs> Apparently at one point people did. I, I guess. You know, there are a lot of references to Drake in like, you know, pop culture and, yeah. and, and stuff. And the thing about it is I don't know anything about Drake. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I know nothing about him. I know he's like a certified sad boy and also was being uh, uh, really gross. There it is. Millie, Bo- M- Millie Bobby Brown. These are the yes. things I know about Drake. The the thing um, that I know most about him is that his music is okay and that he's a groomer. Uh, the, the things I know and the things I don't know. Wow. I don't know a lot of things. Uh, that's <laughs> hey, they, hey, guess what? That's a, the, what this podcast hey, is about. Hey, that's so the podcast. If you're, if you're just ch- tuning in for the first time, hi, my name is Emily and I don't know anything and neither is John and yeah. nothing we say should be taken seriously. Yeah, ever. don't do all the stuff we're going to say we're going to say a lot of stuff and it's all going to be with a lot of confidence. Do we say things? Here's with the thing. Confidence? It's a rap. It's Are a we rapid very confident fire? about the We're shit that we say? We're quite confident. It's a rapid fire podcast in a rapid fire format. And I don't have time to look everything I say up no. on the Google machine. No. So just promise us that you won't do it like promise. any of the stuff. Because we're just going to say what? a lot and it's going to sound like we're telling you that these are things you should should absolutely do and you shouldn't. And we're gonna yeah, tell, we're can, telling you that here by by continuing to, by not pressing stop on your on your podcast player right now, you are agreeing that if you go and do any of the things that we're gonna say, we uh, cannot be held liable. We can't be held liable. So okay, and I was actually literally John. I was literally gonna say that exact same thing because we're so in sync with each other. Whoa. So I might not know anything, but I do know that. Uh, you're gonna have my back. I love it. Always love it. Yep. Always. Yep. We we've been loving the potpourri. We've been the really. The potpourri is a really nice format. It's really for great. people who are scatterbrained. Like we got a lot going on right now. There's a lot coming down, coming down the pike. I feel like me and John both have like big things percolating, mm-hmm. and that sort of means we are less organized than usual, which is pretty. St- like startling given the fact that we're pretty disorganized to begin with i really think we need to hire a manager for our podcast i think we need to hire several people i think we need a whole staff for downtime specifically to manage the talent the talent being us yeah the talent needs needs to to be be managed yeah i really do i need a manager someone to you know run promotions for us and tell us when we're recording and get butts in seats and make social media posts. That's really what I need. I need someone to tell us when we're recording, hold us accountable, and then to uh, maybe uh, uh, deal with interactions with uh, musicians. That would be great. If we yeah, had someone that, just to do that. That like, would be super. Yeah, talent, We need a manager. Yeah, talent acquisition. Uh, and maybe like a great. young video editing. That's what we really yeah. need. If we get a video editor, look, if somebody wants to come out of the woodwork and manage a, a like a YouTube account or a, mostly a YouTube account, I don't really have any, I don't really give a fuck about being on TikTok. I would love to get on like YouTube shorts. I would love to get on, I, on like Instagram reels. I wouldn't mind getting on TikTok. I mean, you're making all the same content anyway. I'd love to get the big three reels yeah, youtube shorts and thing. tiktoks so if somebody wants to come here's out we'll give you uh, here i'm gonna this is a this is a big this is a big offer I you think. eat what you kill you eat what yeah, you yeah. kill i don't if want you bring in if you bring in any money for this it. show it's yours seriously like if I, I don't need any of the proceeds from from youtube shorts until it starts making like real money and then we can talk about it but at least for then now we can renegotiate oh, from our negotiating position of not having of, any leverage uh, <laughs> over this at this point because this manager person whoever it is would be very good at their job in that scenario yeah. and would be way more savvy than us and would absolutely screw us out of our own properties which like 
Well, I don't know, whatever. But that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, we're not going to sign anything right now, but like, at for the time being, open season. If you want to do some, make some short short form videos out of these podcast episodes and post them for us, and also psh, contact that's artists. All revenue for you. No, you have to contact artists. That's part of the thing. I'm hoping that if we managed to get a decent short form content thing going on any of those platforms artists would hopefully start coming out and reaching out to us for the first time ever <laughs> yes and then they would manage those interactions would they not Ah, there you go yeah that's true that's true like i love when we contact a musician they're like you got to speak to our manager and i'm like oh they're probably not gonna come on <laughs> i love it too because i i look i'm friends with a lot of artists like that's why we started doing this in the first place because i had so many amazingly talented friends that i wanted to like showcase on a thing that i was doing so i know for a fact that most of those like management emails are just going directly to their other inbox <laughs> Hey, you know, it does sound very professional. It does sound and I very do like professional. It. And I feel like we could we could get on that train. Like maybe maybe if I just like create an alter ego for myself that is a manager, maybe I would put more. I can't do it. I can't take on more. Never mind. <laughs> I can't even role play myself into into being a manager, you know, and that's yep. how you know it's bad. Like we are going to have to if someone really wants to if someone's like, I could take the reins and make this into something, then, uh, you know, we'll we'll be your clay. I, I, I'll we'll be your clay. My... We'll keep putting out episodes. I'll send you all the files you need. Please yeah. help us. <laughs> help us. This is a cry on our 199th episode. This is officially a cry for help. We've been doing this cause... for six years. Actually, six years. Exactly. Almost. What? Almost exactly six years, yeah. This is my uh, longest job. Yeah. I've not done anything for as long as I've done downtime besides <laughs> be, besides like be Emily. Yeah, you know? wait. How many actually this is kind of a this is an appropriate segue because this is this is a work themed potpourri oh, episode. True. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Oh we're potpourriing again. How many jobs can you list all the jobs you've had since we started doing this podcast we started doing downtime i worked at luca i worked at i was a, a geeks who drink quiz master what is the, I, you gotta say you can't just say names of places oh luca was, uh, <laughs> i was a, a server at a fine dining restaurant i know it and feels like was, you were just having a nice sibling chat but there yeah, are people yeah, who yeah. don't know what these things are yeah yeah yeah. so i worked at a fine dining restaurant and then i uh at the simultaneously was the geeks who drink quiz master and then i moved back to south carolina where i was a bartender yeah i was a bartender at a little restaurant called Marshview, which does not exist anymore. And then I <laughs> moved to Argentina. And then I was an English teacher at several institutions. And then I went back to South Carolina. I worked at a as a, a clerk in, and a wine procurer at a liquor store. <laughs> and then I moved to Ethiopia and collected monkey feces for a living. And then I moved to Richmond. Oh, no. And then I worked at a summer camp uh, where I was an aquatics instructor oh my God. <laughs> and lifeguard. Uh, and then I moved to Richmond and then I became a section leader at a choir. And then I became a title insurance agent and I'm still a section leader and a title insurance agent. Boom. Those are my jobs. 
I since since I started downtime, I've had clearly more jobs. My resume yes. is uh, bonkers. I feel like I should have gone first because my list is way less exciting and way less jam jam packed. I started I as easily. A, I started as a student. That should tell you something. Ew. <laughs> Started Gross. as a student who was doing this and in college and was also a section leader at a church, uh, church choir. And then I graduated and then I became a barista at a Whole Foods uh, <laughs> in Manhattan. And then I became a server at a traditional Spanish cider brewery. Uh, restaurant. That lasted all of two seconds, didn't it? It lasted like, a couple happen. months, yeah, because they were uh, terrible at management, and I think they fired two sets of managers while I was there before I uh, didn't get fired, by the way, just got left off the schedule indefinitely and was didn't thus not it. able to make money because I wasn't being put on the schedule uh, and making hours. So, uh, and then I moved back to Virginia because I wasn't, I, I got shadow fired from my job <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't tell me I was actually like, not going to come back onto the schedule until I had not been working for over two weeks, which was super cool by the way. Uh, so I had to immediately uproot and leave and move back That's to Virginia. That's also how I left. Uh, how I left New York. I had to like. I was like, "Wow, I'm not gonna. Ma I'm either gonna be late on rent, or I could cut my losses and leave right yeah. now." And yep. I cut my. I chose cut my losses, break my lease, leave right now. Because it turns out they did, never renewed my lease, and I was just paying them. Like <laughs> we we were just hanging out. Like my living situation was really weird in New York. I feel like everyone's kind of is though. So yes. Yeah, no one has a normal living situation. If you think you have a normal living situation, come on the show. Let's talk about it. Uh, talk and about and we'll uncover how unnormal it is. Yeah, right. Uh, moved back to Virginia, and then I worked at a VIP uh, area for a uh, local performing arts uh, venue serving drinks to, to rich people. And All right, right, right. I remember that. Then I got my first job at a brewery as a front of house manager, and then I got hired onto the brew team at that brewery, and then COVID happened and I got fired because I was the newest brewer and didn't have any education in it, whereas everyone else did, and then I got a new job at a brewery, and now I'm still there. Also, there was a bunch of singing Yay. jobs in there as well. And I've now been paid to do one full-length uh, TTRPG campaign streamed on Twitch, which was very cool, and I'm about to do it again. <laughs> yeah, With which we're you. allowed to talk about now. We're allowed to talk about it now. Yeah, it's been it's been officially like kind of announced. I don't think there's been any social media like announcements about it, but I know Maria announced that there is going to be a campaign on uh on the Huntsman's Hydra channel same channel that I was uh in on my I prefer to use the term cast hired for, you know um or cast in or both but yeah we're both going to be on a, a a live streamed TTRPG campaign uh well streamed we're pre-recording it uh, for, so it is probably different for good actually. reason but it will be it will be live streamed it will not be recorded live um but it's going to be very good it's us it's a sci-fi setting of uh, Maria slash Happy Capster's uh, creation. Uh, they and their spouse James uh, created this campaign setting, I believe. 
uh, and James will be running it. Maria will be playing with us, and it's going to be a, a ton of fun. Our characters yeah. are really fucking weird and really fucking sad. So yeah. get get ready for it. We're I'm I'm what I'm trying to do, and I I hope everyone else is on the same page as this. I'm trying to like build as much sadness into my backstory so it has a chance to shine at some point. Oh, and then yeah. I'm going to try and like keep it as light and fun as possible despite that like when we're actually recording. No, yeah, I'm right there with you. I want I want to keep it light like I think I, that's going to be really the best into having like the entertainment experience. Uh, I don't know, the good backstory so that the mm-hmm. role playing is organic and then it'll be like, like, you know, because there's always sad stuff that happens in TRPG. Like, that's the yeah. fun part about it. So, like, you have to have that depth a lot of character. Of, I agree with you. A lot of people disagree with you. I'm not going to be sad sacky <laughs> about it. Wait, what do you mean? Disagree with me? I think most people who play TTRPGs are, first of all, are not the same people who are streaming it for entertainment for other people. Uh, and I think most of them would say that they prefer like the combat, maybe. <laughs> like, what? That's crazy. Especially, especially with D and D, like D and D is a combat system with some RP on the side. No, the role That's playing is I, the best part. I, like, I fully but agree with you. It probably is like from our from our background, having played Call of Cthulhu, because with when we played Call of Cthulhu, like we didn't have skills, so if we went into a lot of combat, we would all just die. Like yeah. there wasn't. So we, yeah, we had to make the RP scenes last as long as possible, yeah, like, it, like, so we could get some time in these characters' shoes before we died. Like, Call of Cthulhu is just not made for combat. And so if you get yourself into a combat situation, which we, you know, did tend to do fairly, fairly easily. And I I think that was also had to do with our uh, style of investigation, because I do feel that a lot of us came into Call of Cthulhu sort of with a D&D mindset but with Call of Cthulhu skills. And uh, the skills you have with Call of Cthulhu are uh, limited, to say the very (laughs) least. Like, yeah. For the, for the audience, if you're maybe familiar with D&D and not other TTRPG systems, Call of Cthulhu is... It's supposed to be a detective. Like. Yeah, it's supposed to be an investigation, like, role-playing game. And there is combat, and there are rules for combat that are very crunchy and overcomplicated. But they are... Like, combat is designed to be avoided at all costs because of how deadly the combat is in that game like the the creatures are all very very deadly so it's not wise to get into combat and and still we always did without fail let's let's do our 199th episode uh this suggestion comes from jamie on our discord which if you're not part of the discord get in the link in the description there's a link tree uh, go to that. The Discord should be one of the top options. Get in there. It's a lot of fun. You can give us suggestions for episodes there, uh, or you can just chat with us. There's a lot of stuff to do on the Discord. But thank you so much to Jamie for giving us how to dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge conversations with your coworkers. Yeah, I have to do this all the time. My, I, I work, obviously, in a traditional office setting. As I've said, I'm a title insurance agent. It's very boring. And uh, what I took from that when I first started my job was I had to be as boring as possible all the time. And that's worked out really well for me. And that's sort of how I get out of conversations with my coworkers is I try to be really uninteresting. So we'll go like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, oh, hey, good. I'm like, they're like, how are you? And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, everything's great. 
Or or the best thing to do for it actually to get out of a conversation with your coworkers is what we what many of us tend to do naturally, which is uh yeah, good. I mean, uh yeah, things are yeah, mm-hmm. Like yeah. really like when you flub your answer and you're like, Oh, thanks for asking and they didn't ask you a question, that's yeah. perfect. Be super yeah, really and make, weird. Make it seem like you're like really distracted. That's yeah, a, like yeah. uh I don't talk <laughs> to people. Like my uh, boss. Yeah, yeah, fucking, uh, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, thanks. Okay, yes, sorry. Uh, yeah. Okay. My bosses do this anything all the time. Anything else? Do you, do you need anything right now? Or <laughs> did, did, did you need something? Um, <laughs> I have one earbud in all the time. Oh, my my guys do not care. They do I not am, care if you're wearing headphones. I am almost never listening to something. Like some sometimes I'll get on a podcast kick or like a TV show kick or something where I will just like use work to binge something, but at least right now and for a lot of the time I don't have anything that I'm actually listening to. I just have an earbud in in case there's something like I'm I'm on like a five minute or something and I want to scroll through my phone and then maybe there's a video or something that I just want to listen to myself. But I always have an earbud in. Also, I work in a brewery with like a lot of high pressure stuff, like literal like container pressure not like stress um and there's a lot of loud noises that come along with that so i need earplugs also so that's part of the reason why i always have one in even if i'm not listening to something but the best thing to get somebody off your back is you when they start talking to you even if you can hear them perfectly well you like do that thing where you take the earbud out you're like hang on what what's up what What do you need and then they start talking and slowly start to put it back in (laughs) while they're talking yeah, it, it, it uh, works nice really I well. Could, <laughs> I could always be getting a phone call. Oh, I'm sorry, I gotta take this. You know, and there's an classic. app or- for that. What I found, so I heard. I think one of the I was watching a clip from an interview with a uh, a few of the Stranger Things cast, and mm-hmm. one of the one of the Stranger Things kids was like. They were they were asking some stupid fluff questions that I was so like if I were those kids I'd be so pissed that this is my life. But one of them was, "What's your favorite app on your phone?" Like talking to three young teens. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. These ridiculous questions. But one of them had a great answer, which was, "There's an app that you can you can go to it and you can type in you like you have you give it your phone number and you give it a name and then it'll call you and the caller ID will say the name that you typed in." Like call so you can, from mom. Yeah, so you can use it to get out of any situation. It's great. Call from my agent. <laughs> I have no idea what the app is called. Which, by the way, still could be idea. you. Uh, you know, if you're still thinking about it, uh, still could be you. You still could be you. If you want to get in on the ground floor of something, six years of the making, but still ground floor <laughs> somehow. Um, to, then uh, you know. Uh, hit us hit us up this has been a very sad plea for a manager <laughs> <laughs> downtime at the outlaws network.com that's that's how you can reach us and <laughs> uh or you know or you could have the password to that email soon you know if you play your cards right you we'll, I, we'll hand that shit right on over <laughs> i anticipate receiving a lot of resumes in in that uh in that uh, uh inbox i think they're gonna come flowing through a lot of marketing majors, you know what I mean? Like, if you want to put something on your resume that you marketed this and just say from this date on, uh, because you don't want to have yeah, said you don't, marketed it before this. If you are if you want to show growth, it's not <laughs> yeah, a good uh, not a good a, idea to tack on those we, first couple of years. 
you know, I did see that like a local jam company here in Richmond was uh, chosen for a marketing class at the local university to so basically all the students in this marketing class as as a part of their curriculum and part of their final project had to come up with a new marketing strategy to, for a real company and was their that like company a lottery was chosen that they yeah i don't know i guess they had guess they had like a an application that they submitted to this professor that was like yeah. let my business be the subject of this and then the person who who Andy, the person who owns the jam company, I think ultimately chooses, like they get an A or something. I don't know. They get to, everyone gets to (laughs) present their marketing strategy to the owner of this local business. And if it's like, so it could potentially be chosen and is like something to add to their resume later on. But uh, I could definitely uh, figure out that app- time for some of that. You should like, fucking figure out what that application pro- process is. Yeah, Absolutely. like find a local, either like management class or something like that and be like, hey, does anyone want to manage this silly podcast? Like, do you want to get into talent management? Because uh, I've been told that we have talent. Um, it's just, and- you know, no one's honed it. We've you been know? told that we have talent and we know that we need to be managed. <laughs> we need management. We really do. Like, I don't like being mad. So I'm a little difficult to work with, I will say. Uh, <laughs> don't like being told what to do. I struggle with it. But uh, you can tell me what to do for <laughs> no money. This is not. It's not, not a good look. It, it, not a we good hear deal. it, okay? It's an admittedly not a great pitch. You know, having put as many hours as we put into this podcast with literally zero return, look, I understand it's not a good pitch, okay? But look, a lot of growth potential. There's that's so all, much potential. There's all the way up. There's nowhere to go from here, really. <laughs> Wait, so, no, that's the no, there's everywhere to go from here. <laughs> there's everywhere to go. You can't go down from here. You can't go down. We are coming right back at you with a goodie. The song that you are about to hear is called Pretty Loose End by Mark Thoreau. I know for a fact that you are going to love this song if you liked anything off of the soundtrack of the hit 2016 comedy accepted if you liked anything off of tony hawk pro skater it's basically a pop punk lover's dream please if you enjoy it go to the link in the description after you're done listening to the episode and give it another stream or maybe 10 he deserves it mark throw did an amazing job with this single and also make sure to give him a follow on social media at mark throw without further ado please enjoy Pretty Loose End by Mark Thoreau. No signal when I call you. Your silence runs me right through. Waiting in shadows of streetlight. For a response, fight or flight. There's no morning now that you're gone. I've got others. Search for things in you I missed Can't see the cloak, hide the dagger Until it's too late to matter Perfect system Every victim Looks just like you On the evening news Now I'm telling lies in a downtown tie To a long lost friend Just a pretty loose end Till I break her heart in her best friend's car Yeah. 
lost friend Just a pretty loose end Till they break her heart In her best friend's car Guess they let her down oh. Now down we lies In the downtown drive To a long lost friend Just a pretty loose end Till they break her heart In her best friend's car Any other ways to dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge conversations with your coworkers? Uh, yeah, just always be going to the bathroom. Like, that happened. My boss, the other day, I was, like, holding the door open for him, and he's like, I'm actually, uh, 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 because he's really awkward. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, uh, I'm going to the bathroom right now. I'm like, wow, I super didn't want oh. you to say that to me. But, <laughs> it, boy, did it work. <laughs> yeah. That actually leads perfectly into uh, Ugh, some other suggestions that we got. toilet nonsense. I just want to move. I know what this <laughs> suggestion is, and I, I urge us to move quickly. Why? Like, say a couple... Because we're toilet humor people. Yeah, it's the best content that we have. <laughs> it's not the best content. We have lots of good content. <laughs> All right, go ma make your poopy jokes. Let's go. How, how to maximize your bathroom time at work. This also comes from the Discord. This comes from Jorge. Thank you, Jorge. I think this kind of goes hand in hand with another suggestion that they had, which was how to commit time theft parentheses and get away with it. Because yeah. I think a lot of companies would argue that this is time theft, but also fuck they your do. company. There was that one company, I think it was in the UK, that installed uncomfortable toilets. Oh. Like slanted toilet seats. I would start uh, vandalizing things at that point. I would start a riot. Yeah, yeah, I would start vandalizing things for sure. Uh, but yeah, they made uncomfortable toilet seats. Uh, I think somewhat, I think there was a lawsuit and they had to stop doing that or something. But yeah. G good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what my rights are when it comes to the company toilet seats. You know Especially what I mean? Especially in the, in the COVID times, it's like, we're going to, first of all, we're going to force you to come to work, even though you can absolutely do your job from home with no yep. problem We've or dip in productivity, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Uh, and also we're going to, we're going to do everything in our power to make you as uncomfortable as possible, no matter where you are in the office. Well, also it's bullshit. Thanks for working you, for us. Once you climb that corporate ladder, you find out that people who have been in their jobs for a long time or people that, um, are higher up the management scale, no one cares how many hours they actually put in because they're no. quote unquote always on the clock. But right. in reality, they work way less than everyone else. Like, and so everyone's like very concerned. I think it depends because there's al also people who get taken horribly, taken advantage of who yeah, are true. always on the clock and thus are actually always on the that's clock. True. And those people are always massively stressed out and overworked. <laughs> that's true. And I don't want to be that person either. But yeah, there seems to be a concerted effort to make sure my ass is in a seat for 40 hours a week. And it's just literally not necessary. And um, I'm interested in making that seat more of a throne. Yeah. In the bathroom. The toilet. <laughs> um, I would put about that uh, you have some sort of digestive issue. You know? Easy. Like just put, just float it about. Like you don't just have to tell lie to anyone. You could say that, yeah. Or you could just like be like, I have to be on the toilet. Who's going to fight you on that? They're not going to fight you on that. They're not going to like just just be like, oh, yeah, I have a really bad stomach problem. 
Like, who's gonna, who's gonna tell you that you don't? You know, that's that's. I mean, what it's I it's the seems, only thing it is like too easy. for me. For me, this second one bleeds into the first one we talked about mm-hmm. because women in my office are really adamant. Like they insist on speaking to me when they're on the toilet. Yeah. Like if I see another woman from my office, cause we kind of share a bathroom with like the other offices in the building. Like it's like a, it's nice, but you know, we don't share it with just my company. But if I yeah. see another woman from my company and we are the primary users of this particular bathroom in there, like I got to like put a real stank face on or like keep my head down, run into the stall because they want to talk to me. Oh my God. Or like I'll be washing my hands and then they'll be talking to me going into the stall and continuing on with their business. And I'm like, lady, I don't even want you to know like any actual information about me, but we want to, you want to have a conversation with me while you're you're sitting on the toilet (laughs) yeah and then it's like and also i have this other issue where we if you go in at the same time they sit down i sit down we close our respective doors but then i get like a little shy and then when i'm because i'm shy i'm like it it doesn't sound like i'm peeing yet and then i like freak out because i'm like my pee isn't making a sound because i'm not peeing and i can't pee and it's like i get so stressed and i'm like they're gonna think i'm some weirdo who just came in here to sit on the toilet because i can't pee because i know they're listening to me (laughs) and it's like this horrible thing Thing, which is so weird because this only happens in an office environment like i've lived at camp i've lived in the field and in those scenarios i have no shame whatsoever i'll squat in the middle of the field well yeah because like, I, th- I think the facade is is t- ripped yeah, away for you because we're all dirty and grimy and gross and then, like it doesn't matter like you just got to do what you got to do because we're more human now but in the office <laughs> you're not a human you're like a cardboard no. cutout person and if you like reveal <laughs> that you do something as like bestial as relieving yourself every couple of hours it's like the whole world you know what i mean the fourth wall breaks and everything starts to shatter and i don't want to i don't want to think i don't want my coworkers to think of me as a three-dimensional person i don't want to think of them as three-dimensional people i want us to go in clickety clack and then go home and yep. not speak to each other ever and definitely not urinate and defecate near each other i don't want to do that with them you know i think i think we can narrow that time frame down you said once every couple hours i think we can get what do you think? Five minutes an hour? Five minutes every half hour? I, mean, I think because the suggestion is how to maximize your bathroom time at work. I mean, it's good anyways if you are doing that because that means you're getting up more often and also not staring at your screen. It means you're is walking. Awesome. You can use that walking as an excuse. Also, if someone just sees you walking, if they don't necessarily like catch on that you're going to the bathroom, you can just say, "Hey, I'm trying to get my steps." And then if people catch you going into Sitting the bathroom, smoking. Here's the thing. Because obviously you can just walk to the bathroom and stand there for five minutes and then go back to your desk. But what's better, two birds with one stone, drink a fuck ton of water. Just bring yeah, a oh, gallon I mean, of water to work every single day. First of all, you need to be drinking more water. That's, That's a real true. suggestion. I know we told you not to do anything that we'd say to do, but do that. You should drink water. This is a, a, a quick cut from the from the don't listen to us time, but now we're back in. We're back drink into a, the don't listen fuck, to us. Drink a fuck ton of water, and then you you will just have to go to the bathroom every half hour. That that yeah. it's just how your body will work. Just never stop drinking water, and then you'll constantly be going to the bathroom. And then if somebody like starts to catch on and thinks you're faking it, they'll have to like go in sneakily with you and hear if you're peeing or not, and you will be. 
Yeah, absolutely. They're going to be like, wow, she goes to the bathroom a lot. But no one's going to like, because there's like so many different people with all their unique little issues, right? And there's some people with jobs that where they're just walking around more and talking to more people. There's mm-hmm. other people who are very health conscious in my office that like leave for their 10 minute break and leave the building and walk around. We have smokers who go on their, like go on a smoke break every two fucking seconds to go stand outside and vape outside the door. Like, yeah. So I'm allowed to have bathroom time. I don't like bringing my phone into the bathroom. First of all, I don't wear a lot of clothing where my phone could be concealed inside of it. Yeah. And so like I don't have a lot of pockets that fit my phone. And so it's it is bad when you do try to bring your phone in, into the bathroom because it's like in your hands, which is very gross. And then also you shouldn't. I know we all do it, but you really shouldn't bring your phone into the toilet with you. You know, I guess. I also, sanitize, I don't want to hang out in the bathroom. I sanitize my phone basically every single day. Almost do every you? single day. I do. Wow. Because I, I have a lot of isopropyl alcohol available to me at any time. And yeah, I, I know that phones don't. get really, really grimy. And also, I'm supposed to have a sanitary job. Uh, and I do have my phone on me basically all the time when I'm at work at my sanitary job. So I would feel really weird about all of the stuff that I do with my phone in my hand if I wasn't sanitizing my phone pretty regularly. That's fair. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. But yeah, maximize your bathroom time. No one can stop you. Here's the thing. No one's going to stop you. Just do what you want. Yeah. What's our next one? Our our next and final. Next and final is one that we got. This is, it's going to be, I think, more, a little more difficult. There might be a few more steps involved. It is how to unionize your workspace wow that is really uh that's a tough one it really is emily on twitter thank you emily much thanks emily yeah how do you unionize uh, your workspace well you gotta like find the right people because i know i kind of semi did this in my workplace where we were upset about the covid policies and yeah you definitely had to like you have to first you got to drop some good leads like you got to be like okay how do you feel about this like it's kind of shit right and then someone's <laughs> like oh my god it's so shit you're like right and then right? you go but if they're like oh well you know management's trying as hard as they can because i was put fucking I was put, scab <laughs> yeah i was put in an office a dual office because they're and not downsizing, but they were trying to like rearrange the office or something. And they decided since since we were all so adamant on working from home as often as we do, that they would start putting us in an office instead of having our own office like we used to, we would now share office. Post-COVID, pre-COVID, no shared office. Post-COVID, shared office. Makes tons oh my God. of sense, right? <laughs> Which is why there was dissent, all right? In the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic disaster, we, have we, decided we, th- we thought that it would make offices. sense to bring us all together. Yeah, we should all be together more, actually. <laughs> um, so they put me first in an office with somebody who felt the same way I did. And oh, they, yeah. we started and uh, was also... Uh, had way more pull than I did, which was great. Yeah. Been in the company for like 20 years. Like, and we were just like, yeah, all right, but fuck this, right? Yeah, fuck (laughs) this. And so we started dreaming and scheming like pretty immediately. And uh, within, I want to say two hours, they moved her out of the the office with me. Holy shit. 
Yeah, it was bad. Like we started talking, but we were too loud and they moved it. It was like crazy. It was they like grabbed all her stuff. She's like, I can help. And they're like, No, we got it and grabbed it and like Oh moved my god. It to, yeah, it was wild. That's like full on conspiracy. Like, then I didn't share an office with someone for a while. <laughs> Hey, I'm like so a, I mean, that's so a really, a shit starter. this is a, like a, a how-to that we didn't even anticipate going over. If you yeah. want to be left alone at work, this is maybe going back to the first one, or if you're mm-hmm. sharing a space and you don't want to be, just start, just start throwing union shit yeah. around, like union sentiment. Start asking people how much money they make. Start complaining about management. The first two occupants of my office, besides me... Uh, we were all shit starters, which was great. And then Hell they yeah. moved in the corporate shill. And she has also been in the company a for A literal scab. Years. They they, oh, they replaced she... your office mate with a literal scab. No, I mean, like, yeah, not technically, but yeah. Um, but so she, you know, every time I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, well, this is kind of crap, you know, because some things are just crap sometimes. It's not like I'm yeah. trying to, like, stir shit up. And, and that was the one where I got the management is trying really hard. Actually, it's not entirely his fault because this is the way it's actually going. And I was like, OK, you cannot be trusted. Yep. Uh, I was like, <laughs> okay. wow, I'm not telling We're you not friends. anything <laughs> like that's a sad thing is like she has this impression that that we are friends and i'm like yeah we're friendly but like i'm not gonna trust you with any information about myself like other people i uh another person the person who got removed physically removed from the office with me like i tell her about my career goals because you're not you know they're not stay at this company forever yeah um this other this new person i would not share any career goals with because i'm like no absolutely not you are a narc you have yeah. you reek of narc. You stink of uh, bootlicker. And honestly, it's not worth it. They don't pay you enough for you to for you to have this this outlook. So you got to sort people out. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's pretty easy. Like if they like love the company, come came back from COVID like way earlier than everyone else. Like no, do not trust. Don't do not tr- trust. Those are those are bootlickers. We don't trust mm-hmm. fucking bootlickers. No, okay? or like people who are gonna rat you out. Like you just got to understand who. And they're not even. They don't even necessarily have to be a climber. to do that like this person i wouldn't necessarily call them a climber they just like it at my company too much and therefore cannot be trusted see i feel like that's that's your downfall i feel like first of all you always have to have a a backup plan like just always and this i feel like this is a good thing to be doing all the time anyway just be constantly sending out job applications yeah like not constantly but like frequently every couple months send out a job application just to see how much your your skills and experience are worth i feel like a lot of people get stuck in a job and don't realize that they have other options that they could go do so i like, think the opposite necessarily... often happens too actually i think it's really dangerous to stay in one place for too long yeah sure um Especially currently, the way corporate culture works is that it, if you stay in one place too long, you're actually less likely to make more money. That's just the way. If your goal is to make yeah. money, you need to be switching jobs fairly frequently because that's, that's the, the only most, way you're going to get the offers. That's the guaranteed way to get a raise is yeah. to switch jobs. But um, yeah, I mean, the you should be bouncing around. And not only that, I mean, if you're in a job like mine where you use sort of maybe outdated or niche software like very specific software a lot of companies now want you to use their specific 
you know, whatever they're liking the most right now. Sure. And if your company stays with the shit they've been using, like my company has for over 20 years, use the same software. Jesus guess Christ. what? That doesn't look good on a resume because yeah. other corporations are like, have you used Teams? Have you used this? Have you used like all this tech that's like becoming available to you? And if your answer is no, I've just been using a fax machine and an email like that does not make you hireable and you need to yeah. try as hard as you can to move on or learn other skills and it's bullshit and i hate it and that this is, is bad now this is career advice now and i don't like it you should uni unionize get more money and uh unionize. get the uh, the other part of this i think know know your worth and there's a couple ways to do that but also make yourself invaluable like you need to, you need to either be invaluable. Oh, you're gonna like be like subversive. You're gonna be like, I made myself invaluable, and now I'm gonna burn it from the inside. I, I mean, I, I feel like that's the that's the best way to do now. it, right? Like if you literally know, make yourself, if you make yourself irreplaceable, then you can make it's whatever demands There's you nothing. want. There's nothing you can do to make yourself irreplaceable. Everyone is replaceable unless it's literally everyone together that's apes that's together what it strong is. you have to you apes together ape together strong you have to get talk to people you find the people who are like man that paycheck disappeared as soon as i got it you got to find those people and oh, appeal I said to them. It, I said it to my boss, actually. I was having yeah. like a, I was having like a really short conversation with my boss, like one of these passing in the hallway things. We're talking about inflation, which yeah. I thought was hilarious that he would even dare to talk about inflation with me. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like we were talking about eating out or something. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, I don't really get to eat out anymore because, you know, gas. He's like, oh, yeah, I know gas prices are crazy. I'm like, how about groceries? Like, yeah. I literally just, like, slipped into the conversation that I can't afford groceries anymore based yeah. on the shit you pay me. Like, it's not inflation that's killing me. It's you. You're yeah. killing me. I don't get to eat out. I don't get to go to concerts. I can barely afford groceries because you pay me shit. Yeah. And uh, I got a raise yesterday. So. Hell yeah. There you go. <laughs> yep. So that was fun. But yeah, just have a, definitely slip in those comments every now and then. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know gas is crazy. Well, yeah, that and groceries. I mean, I also wouldn't be paying for nearly as much gas if I didn't have to come into the office. You know, like we weren't doing for two years. Like, remember that? Remember when we didn't go to the office and nothing hey, remember? changed? Hey, remember? All Do you remember? Do you remember that? that? was super dope. Remember the happiest I've ever been at this job? <laughs> was when I got to, uh, you know, do my own thing, switch over the laundry every now and then, like it costs you anything? <laughs> like what? Anyway. Anyway, I hope this was the escape from uh, <laughs> from your everyday that you wanted it yeah. to be. Sitting at your corporate job, listening to us talk about corporate jobs is really great and really <laughs> exciting stuff. Hey, uh, that's my suggestion. Get to a smaller thing. I was the most dispensable I've ever been at the job immediately before this. And then I moved to a way smaller company where I, I like I went from being a very a, a pretty small fish in a pretty big pond. And I went to a very, very, very small pond where I was 
somehow the biggest fish all of a sudden and i started getting paid way more and i started being able to swing my weight around a lot more in terms of like making changes and getting raises and stuff like that and getting raises for other people by the way i have not been thanked by my coworker, my one coworker. there's two of us i have not been thanked by him a single time for the the amount more money he's making now since i've been working there (laughs) that's the thing about it is like i would rather have money than be thanked like we were given a lot of cupcakes i don't know i don't need I'm, I'm just recently? commenting on what I've just realized is that I, I he's making way more money now than he has ever, and we we have not talked about it. Yeah, no, I would rather be paid in money than uh, you know cupcakes and employee appreciation. There's been a lot of employee appreciation rolling around lately through my company. I'm like, yeah, you're not gonna pay us more, are you? And then I got a raise, so I was like, well, they're paying. Throw me it more. on the ground. That's how. That's how you get a union the cup- going. The thing is, go to that pizza party. Really good look cupcakes, at everyone. Though. No. <laughs> They were delicious. I had one. I'm sorry. I ate one. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm weak. You have to agree. You have to look at all of your coworkers. You have to take the cupcakes in hand. Eye contact with everybody. Ape together strong and then smash them into the ground. Smash them on the ground. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck your cupcakes. I I do think we've done it. Uh, So we have a couple of people to thank i would like to thank ethan gustison for the use of his music as our intro and outro theme you can find more work from ethan at somepointsound.com so thank you so much to natalie spitzel for the use of her cover art if you'd like to see more from natalie you can go to her instagram at nms underscore creative or go to her website nataliespitzel.com that's spitzel with a t and a z i already called out the discord so get in the discord but if you would have any suggestions for the show, we have episode 200 coming up. So if you have suggestions for something special we could do for episode 200, maybe bring back an old like segment that we did one time that you liked or that you thought it was funny, something along those lines. If you have how-to suggestions, if you are an artist who makes and has recorded uh, original music, we would love to feature your music. So any of that stuff, email us at downtime at theoutlawsnetwork.com. Again, that's downtime at theoutlawsnetwork.com. Hit us with any suggestions or submissions, or just if you want to say hey, hit us at that email address, downtime at theoutlawsnetwork.com. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Emily Downey. I'm John Downey. Uh, Management, I will fight you. Keep that button hot. Fuck your cupcakes. <laughs>